one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ten minutes past the hour when you are tuned into the livest podcast on this land. I am no other than your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges never needed an a.k.a. Long with my co-host, bro, state your damn name. Steven City P. Watson. City P means I don't know, but it sounds cool. And together that would make us. The goddamn brothers. Oh, you goddamn right there, homie. People. <laughs> we have just. Not gonna go there <laughs> Cause this is a serious topic We have had some devastating news That has just happened Yes. And in, uh, in social media Mainstream media Dealing with a particular woman They've been fighting a fight for about two years now And they finally reached a decision That is just god awful And lacks all the justice in the world And we gotta, dis- we gotta talk about it We gotta dissect it We gotta come up with some solutions for that And before we do any of that we're going to get into a little bit of something we call Town Hall Business. City people, what you got for the people? As man? always, shout out to our official DJ, JMC, and his show. He has the beauty of... I'm sorry, not be able to say beauty brain. Wrong podcast. That's your podcast. Yeah, that's my podcast. Sorry about that. Um, we got a shout out to, again, JMC for his Daydreams to Reality podcast. He's also mm-hmm. a, another group of people called Podcast X. What's that? Oh, What's that? It's right a different there? podcast on that same television, on that same little YouTube network, World Air TV. Because they got a channel called... Channel called World Air, World TV, Air TV. And it's Podcast X and Daydreams to Reality. Check those out. Also, shout out to you, bro. I love you, man. Uh, also, shout out to our other partner in crime... I am trying Jennifer Williams for Beauty and the Brain, our sports podcast, especially sports podcast. Man, if you haven't seen her Twitter or you haven't seen her on our Beauty and the Brain sports group page, please put your name down there if you want to join that group. What's she on there talking about, man? Oh, I, she's I know been she going crazy off. as hell. She has been going off, off, off about this Heat Celtics series. It's just, I don't even know where you begin with that shit because it's like you, it's most. You don't even know how this happened. You know the most savage thing I saw her say? Uh, Tyler Hero. Yeah. Looked like Eleven from Stranger Things. And the weird thing about it, this nigga looked just like Eleven from Stranger Things, nigga. Balling is just he, like him. He might have powers like Eleven from Stranger Things. And nigga things, got a superpower of scoring a lot of points. Man, I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. Yeah, as you and digress, all, though. And always, always, shout out to you, our viewers. We love y'all. We miss y'all. We appreciate y'all tuning in for us. We appreciate the all the interactions we're getting. Please keep going. We got a little bit of an interesting announcement. We'll get back to that a little bit later on. It's the thing that we thinking. Yeah. I'll see. I was gonna say that in mind. Okay. So I got that. Oh well, go ahead. Yeah, I got that. Okay, but before we get into that, okay, shout out to our usual suspects. So shout out WIAN Radio in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my boy Kevin Mumphries because every time that I shout out this, I'm talking specifically about Kevin Mumphries. You yes, know, he sir. didn't drew licks, he didn't help the brothers out, he didn't help the brother out. So shout out to my main man, Kevin Mumphrey, and WIAN Radio in Nashville, Tennessee. Big up, man. Yes, you got to you got to give respect and respect, dude. And also, man, shout out to the streams where you can catch your brothers on, man. So shout out to Spotify. I look at Spotify when I leave here and I'm doing the playback, man. So shout out to them, man. Shout out to iHeartRadio where you can catch the brothers every Thursday between 6.30 and 8 o'clock. Shout out to iTunes. Shout out to I. Shout out to him. Shout out to everybody 
that made the brothers worthwhile and tune into. Because we ain't nothing but a Google away, people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got to give them another shout out till we get to the big news. Right. So on Saturday, November 14th, Crestwood, Illinois, the Brothers Foundation is partnered up with Five Below to give you your first and annual, because we're going to be doing this again, people, yes, yes. electronic school drive. We're going to be giving all these people, all these kids between 7 and 14 in the Chicagoland area, electronics so they can have the best school year possible. People, sign your kids up if you live in the Chicagoland area. Tickets, spots are going kind of quick. We only got about seven more. So get your kids there so they can get all the equipment that they need in order to make this school year smooth as possible. Yes. Because you parents are catching holy hell. <laughs> and y'all talking about it all on social media. Man. So the big announcement, and I'm not just going to take all the the, the spot and the uh, crucial to this. I'm going to let my homie, you know, because we going back. To square one. Sometimes you got to go back to start anew. Yes. So the brothers is taking it back. And let me, let me give them a little background with this. Okay. So I was on the phone with a couple of people, you know, doing some uh, business networking. And somebody said to me, they said, man, I would love to get on the brothers podcast. I can't wait to get on that couch with y'all. And so it had me thinking, and I talked to my partner right now, and we said that we got to go back to square one because that's what the people need. So as of next week, the brothers are taking it back to square one, back to the red couch, back to where we got all our fan and our starter from. So you can catch us off this setup and back home again on the red couch. We bringing the red couch back, people. I can't wait, man. I'm excited. We're going to be face to face to y'all. I ain't gonna lie, I didn't miss that big red couch. That couch was like a gimmick. We, yeah. we, had, we had a thing rolling with that big That was our couch. thing, but you know, we got a little snooty. You know, we got a tendency of, of trying to get a little, you know, bougie right. at times. But you know. But that's always changed. It's good, but you always don't want to go back to what you used to know. And we caught it. Yeah. And, and now we're going back to square one. The people said they want it, so we're going to give the people what they need. Right. So uh, we can't wait for that, man. Tune in for that. We got a hell of a topic for that. But tonight, Time to get a little real. We got a slap of a topic, man. And it's dealing with this Breonna Taylor situation. People, there was a lot of injustice that just happened in these past four days. We had a situation where a woman was killed inside of her own home for no reason at all. And instead of the police department In Louisville, Kentucky, taking blame and owning up to it, they literally just paid the family off, took a little hush money, and gave no police officer. A little hush money? A little, well. $12 million ain't a little hush money. $12 million is not a little hush money, but it's not enough for a whole life, okay? No, it's not. Little hush money and no charges. So we got to break that down. And the way we're going to break this down tonight, I want my player partner, pimp partner, well, let's break down these charges the exact same. Okay, I got That's the article. That's what I'm also. setting you up for, bro. I got the article right I want here. you to so break it down for the people, man. On Wednesday, a Jefferson County grand jury indicted Brett Hankinson, one of the, one of the uh, cops that was involved in the shooting, on three counts of first-degree wonton endangerment. Wonton. 
Wonton endangerment. Like that's shrimp, a, egg, food, yang, and a side of wonton. That's the two O's. Wonton. W A N T O N. Could you explain to the people what wonton means? Wonton and. I don't have no idea. Okay, I can tell them if you what need me to. <laughs> so idea. basically, wonton means brandishing a weapon and using it without any display for. I'm going to shoot here, I'm going to shoot there. You're just shooting everywhere. So it's reckless use of a weapon. Wong Tong. Now, they could have just said that. But, of course, they're going to cover up the charges by using a damn buzzword that nobody knows. This is just more of the same shit. Same shit, different toilet. Right. So you got to So Wong Tong, the reason why they labeled Wong Tong Dejima in this case is because jurors claimed, jurors said that several bullets that this officer fired Outside of Taylor's apartment on March 13th, which is where the unfortunate incident happened, mm-hmm. went to neighboring units where a pregnant woman, a man, and a child were home. Mm. Take a while, guess what reflection they were? Uh, they were aliens. Uh, so they had to be Caucasian. Of course. Okay. But neither he nor the two Louisville officers who fired their weapons at Taylor's apartment officers being Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly and Detective Miles Cosgrove were charged with actually killing Taylor, who was unarmed at the time. What the hell? How? Because they're cops. And that's usually what cops do, they cover themselves. So you're telling me they had more justice for some drywall in another person's apartment than they had for Breonna Taylor? And not only that, the Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron made it clear that he expects no other charges. Mm. So these cops basically going to get a slap on the wrist to walk away. So they're not even a slap on the wrist. Are they well, going to get one any... of them may get a slap on the wrist. Are they saying through the pipeline anything about suspension, anything about revocation of the uh, license? Or anything None of that like is that? even being mentioned right now. The only thing that can be mentioned right now is that the FBI is going to investigate the situation. That's all they can get to. Okay, before we get into it, I'm just going to give a little remedy for anybody that's a cousin of Breonna Taylor or actually want to sue the police department. There is a thing called a police bond. The police bond is actually the insurance that every police officer in the United States has to have. You can actually put a lien on their thing, lien on their thing, pause, and so they will never work until they pay it. Now, people do this in order to stop cops from doing reckless things like shooting and killing people. Right. And it will allow that cop that killed that person, if they can't remedy that bond and people put bonds and liens on it for about two, three, four, five million at times to never be a cop again. Right. So if you can't hit him in jail, you can't stick him in jail, at least hit him in his pockets and make that department. Put, the, put some heat on the Louisville Police Department. Because that's pretty much at this point for the people that's all that we can do or that's all they can do is put hit him in the pocketbooks. It's clearly... That the Louisville Police Department and Louisville AD is not trying to do anything. Yes. Excuse me, the DA. The Louisville DA is trying to do, to do anything to really remedy this problem. You know, once they gave the family, because you know the family was allotted, and I could say allegedly, but it's already done went through the pipeline, $12 million mm-hmm. uh, in order for a settlement fee. So the one thing that we should be asking is, what was the actual legality inside of that settlement contract? Because the settlement contract could as well said, even though these cops are going to get off, we're going to give you this $12 million. We're not going to pursue any more charges. You have a cease and desist order on you bringing this up in, in future terms, whether it be a book or trying to take it to a civil lawsuit or something like that. We got to see what these contracts that these people signed for this $12 million. Right. Because they, they, they are not going to let them sign 
for twelve million and then not have some stipulations in it. Well, let's be honest. Let's be painfully honest with me. First of all, let's say this. For people who are arguing against this notion that it was somehow justified, if it's so justified, why is the city of Louisville, Kentucky trying to pay her family $12 million? Obviously, they take some fault in the untimely death of Breonna Taylor. So that should give you an idea that there's some level of accountability that exists here. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't think it's the smart thing to take this money because now you know you won't get the proper justice for Brianna. Um, but we all know what this is. This is glorified hush money. Yes. It is absolutely glorified hush money. It's your payoff for losing a family life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go ahead and just give you $12 million and you pretend like this never happened now. Yes, mourn your mourn your daughter's death or mourn your friend's death. You want what you got to do, but move on. We're not pressing any more charges. We're not going to investigate this anymore. We understand you had a loss. Here's your compensation, be it go on about your business. And just to piggyback off what you said, I not only think it was hush money, but I also believe that perception is reality and they have to, they got to control the narrative before it breaks out in a big ass ride in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, we know what the narrative is right now. The, the, the safety of white neighbors was more important than a black woman's life. Yes, but I got to give you one more thing about it. Imagine how strong that rioting would be in Louisville if there was no cease and desist order on the parents and all of a sudden they said, everybody go out and ride for my baby. So they had to curtail that before that started. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you're not going to get a lot of people that's going to be looting. They have trickles of loot going on in the United States right now. You know, ABC, NBC shows it. But I'm telling you, this $12 million did a lot of, of uh, damage control, more than the George Floyd situation did because that's spent out of control. They learned from it. They might have postponed it because they was looking at the George Floyd situation to take notes. So when they get down, they probably knew that they weren't going to charge these cops. Like they even, they literally like start shutting down parts of Louisville that are high end just to Most definitely. Because they had to prepare for the ongoing result. They got to protect the money in Louisville. Yes. And they got to protect the people that's actually greasing the pockets of the politicians in Louisville. And that is the upper echelon people. It's so much politics with this, man. It has nothing to do with death and killing. It has everything to do with protecting the bottom line, which is to make more money for the politicians and for the rich people in Louisville to live comfortably. And one black woman getting shot don't mean nothing to them at the end of the day. Right. So they all working together to make Louisville a safe place. You know what I'm saying? Which, which, is, which is bullshit at the end of the day, man. It's always a political scheme behind a lot of these unfortunate situations. And it just so happens, again, another interesting time when this comes out during an election year. And whoever makes the, I guess, whoever in this presidential election makes the first big, bold statement about it that's with the people is probably going to have some votes swing their way. Now, I got a question for you. Now, we all seen what happened with the George Floyd situation. You know, at first it was about a man being savagely killed outside. Then it spun into a riot that affected the whole country. Do you feel some of the same things like Antifa and stage riots and uh, basically the destruction of whole towns by not the primary source of just people out there riding, but like the George Soros source of them hiring people to go out there and ride. Do you think we're going to get that type of effect going on with the Breonna Taylor? Or do you think they've uh, basically put plans in motion so that it won't get out of hand or just won't happen like that? 
Unfortunately, I think they already have put the plans in motion. And we haven't really heard a lot of what's going on right now in Louisville. And for what I've pretty much, if you haven't heard a lot, that means there's not a lot going on over there. Because I'm not, I'm not hearing a lot. Now, I've seen no. the little passive protests from, you know, yeah. here and there. But as far as just seeing Actually, outright, I think two cops got shot. I'm sorry. I think two cops got shot in Louisville. I did hear that. I yeah. did hear. Well. That's a sign. That, <laughs> that's a little that different. A because 100,000 people can march down the street. But if you kill two cops, you're making a big statement right there. Right. This is what we call retaliation. Sometimes yeah. people take the law in their own hands. Granted, maybe these cops didn't have nothing to do with it, but somebody has to pay the price. It's like you gotta pay. It's like karma. You gotta pay a karmic debt. Mm-hmm. There's a toll. There's a fee that has to be paid. There's a debt that has to get wiped out. You took one of ours. You take one of yours. Eye for an eye. That's kind of how it looks like right now in this situation. It happened in Los Angeles last month, and now it's happening in Louisville. Right. Cops are now even under fire, not just from their offices, but from the streets, from the people. People are now out there targeting cops. Yeah. Even hell, they did it in Texas when the old Mike, oh no, not Texas, well, no, I want to say Mike Brown, sorry, I'm saying Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, there are cops, like a couple of years ago in Texas, were getting shot and killed because of situations like this. Like, after a while, civil unrest just becomes civil unrest. Now, you want to say Antifa and all these other underground establishments getting the ball? Of course. They're always going to get the ball. Because there's always, well, not in my opinion, when there's always chaos, there's always a vendetta. There's mm. always an agenda mm. behind every little bit of chaos. So there's always some way where you can say, let's flip this and turn it into something else. Right. There's always something that you can just go ahead and put out there and say, we have a motive here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I believe there is going to always be a motive behind these riots. It may end up being peaceful and it can get violent real fast. Somebody yeah. is going to do something that isn't, that's going against the grain. Mm-hmm. It never fails. It always happens. We've seen it firsthand even in Chicago. Now I'm about to say something that might be a little controversial. Well, you often. Yes. Okay. What I want to know is the exact... Thing that happened with Brianna Taylor. I want to know what was the cops doing? What did Brianna do? I want to know how did they come to the conclusion of charging or not charging? I want to know the codes. I want to know the mandates. I want to know everything that made them come to the decision that to kill an innocent person is okay. Well, there are court reports. The reports are out now about that shooting now. The only thing that we that's indecisive and conclusive about these reports is that there is no video at all. Unlike most of these killings of unarmed black folks, Breonna Taylor's death was not documented on video. So we honestly, even though we get court documents, we may never really know what really happened. Probably not. And especially with the family taking the cease and desist yeah. order, a.k.a. $12 million, yeah. we're not going to know the full details of the story. And with that, and it's, this is probably going to get brushed under the table and it's going to die off. While they're in the Hamptons sipping pina coladas and mourning the death of their daughter. Yeah. Now, I can't fault a family for taking the money and being financially secure. I understand that on that aspect. But, uh, you know, actually, it actually gives me two questions. Although I understand them taking the money, the cause of police brutality in America took a big blow because I feel like we're not back to square one. We're back to negative five. Maybe you could look at it with the George Floyd process of being that we made some leeway 
where the police department know that you can't just kill somebody without repercussions. Right. But I feel like this has been packaged up in a way where people have gotten back to, damn, police can do anything they want. So, hey, Brianna's mother, Brianna's father, Brianna's parents mm-hmm. probably said to themselves, hey, you know, my baby's dead. We got the money. That's all we can do. Right. But where do we go from here? Like, did they take that money in spite of the cause of police brutality against black people? Mm-hmm. Did they do more of a dent by... Because, like like I said, bro, there's no way that that government, the police department, or Louisville politicians gave her $12 million yeah. without it being some type of cease and desist order on it. Well, there's no possible way. So, well, it they... Uh, not to cut you off, but... It has to be some mandates inside of that legal contract that they signed for that $12 million saying that they can't say anything and move. I feel that that is basically putting a halt or putting a, uh, you know how you put a screwdriver inside of a bike wheel and it stops the whole motion? Mm. I feel like they just put a screwdriver inside the bike wheel and this, all the motion is just gone. It's done. Because I don't even feel the same energy. That I felt from Well, the in this specific Floyd. situation, they've had to understand that when you're indicting police officers for these type of crimes, you have to be able to give them something, but you know you also have to protect the public, the best interests of the people who work for you. Protect and serve, but yeah, who protect. do we protect and serve? Take this for instance. Now, we you identify what wanton endangerment is. Wanton endangerment is a class D felony. Mm-hmm. So it carries legally up to one to five years in prison. A class D felony. You can get up to one to five years in prison. Mm-hmm. This cop killed three cops. Yeah. Killed one black woman who was not even armed in their home. Would they happen to be in the wrong house because they thought it was a stash house and it wasn't? Mm-hmm. Killed an innocent, unarmed black woman as her boyfriend was trying to defend their house. And all they get is wanton endangerment. A sentence I can only give one person. Only one cop got charged. He's going to plead not guilty. Yeah. He's going to probably get off. And even if he does get convicted, he's going to probably do under five years in prison. Definitely. Yeah, I would say even one or two or get out in good behavior. Now... Sticking to the same subject, but going in a different angle, different direction. Instead of talking about specifically Brianna, there's something that's been going on with Brianna before this verdict came down. A lot of protests in professional sports. You got the NFL that protests, but uh, more on the media side of the game, the NBA bubble. So you got people writing Brianna Taylor and getting her photo put on their gym shoes. You have LeBron James and many other NBA superstars speaking against her. My question to this whole situation, what does this actually do? As far as the NBA bubble? Yeah. So the first thing you can probably say with them publicizing, you know, police brutality, Breonna Taylor, and because all of most of these NBA players that got a Twitter has said something about Breonna Taylor. You can see it everywhere. But when you are inside of a system that controls every single thing that you do, like none of these players can actually say what they want 
uh, before they get censored by either the general manager, the president of the NBA, or the actual people that own it, which is the owners of the team. Because the president of the NBA ain't nothing but a yes man and making sure that the owners got everything they need. You need cups, boss? I got cups. That's what silver actually does. If everybody is controlling what they say, and everybody know that nobody is going to allow these players to say some shit that's really going to cause some change. Mm-hmm. What impact is all of this symbolism on shoes, on the back of the jerseys? What is it actually doing instead of giving lip service to the cause? It shouldn't. When they went the route of Jacob Drake when he had his shooting. I honestly feel like that was the best move they could make at the time. But it also felt a little tongue-in-cheek as well because, as you know, these are multi-million dollar athletes and they have to have put money in their pockets. The league has to continue to make money, otherwise they won't make money next year. Right. So, of course, I feel like now that was one big waste of time. Because if you're an NBA athlete, you owe yourself, and you're, prime, and you're trying to be a level of activism, and you're playing on a court, literally that says Black Lives Matter on it. Mm-hmm. You would think for a second you would have a little bit more of a foothold or a little bit more of accountability that needs to be taken in the situation. They don't. And unfortunately, it's that they can say a lot of shit, they can put whatever they want on their shoes, and they can put whatever they want on the back of their jerseys, and they can make any type of speeches and say anything at all, but in reality, they can just say their hand. They can even say their hands are tied, whatever the fuck it is. But at the end of the day, they know that there's still a game that has to be played, and there's still like a check that has to be cashed. They have to take care of themselves, and that's the unfortunate reality that we live in right now. As far as black people, as black athletes, it's always about what's the compensation for me in this situation. Because if the risk ain't enough worth the reward, I'm not going to do it. So. In this case, with these NBA athletes, they're in a position where they could do some good, do some change, but they're not going to. I even threw out the idea that how about if we want to really make an impact, but you want to keep the game rolling, how about just send all the superstars home? Let the stars just go play and let the role players play. Let the star players go home. Let your Giannis and your LeBrons and your Kawhis and your Eddies and your Paul Georges and your Jimmy Butlers and you had uh, Jalen, Jason Tatum's and all the Kemba Walkers and all them cats. Mm-hmm. Just send them home. Let them just go not play. If they want to make it, let them stand up and make that voice for change. Okay. But of course, that's not going to happen because, you know, rich star players need their money too. But so, at this point, I would have to say there's nothing really important about this now. You can make any message you want to, but there's no justice right now. There's not going to be no justice from the NBA player, especially when the NBA players built off the system of capitalism. That's why they make their money. Right. They'll forever make their money off this system. So it's like, what can you really do at this point? They're kind of wasting their time other than making these messages out there. They just got to go out there and play. Continue to play and not even say nothing about it. To me, honestly. First of all, we got to realize one thing. The NBA, at the end of the day, no matter how much glitz and glamour they put on it, no matter how much I can't breathe shirts, no matter how many goddamn Breonna Taylor emblems they put on the gym shoes, mm-hmm. the NBA is about making money. Mm-hmm. 
If the popular audience said we're only going to look at the NBA if y'all dress in tutus and talk about the LGBT, then goddamn it, the New Orleans Hornets or whoever the hell it is will be in tutus talking about the LGBT. That's the only reason why they're doing it. To me personally, to see these athletes put on this spectacle in a sense mm-hmm. is actually a goddamn shame to me. Because we know if you really had something to say, you can't say what's truly on your heart. Like I said, everything they say goes through a filtration process. When they want to talk about something, they got to go to their PR reps. Their PR reps got to go to their general manager. And the general manager got to go to the vice president of the team before it gets to the owner. So you got this whole filtration process that's more filtered than Britta in this bitch. Mm -hmm. So everything that they do is just garbage. It's just to make sure that they're appeasing the people that they need to appease to get their bottom line. It's built off the capitalistic system. It's built off the capitalistic system. It's built off the capitalistic system. And that's why all this shit that they're doing is nothing but show and tell. Mm -hmm. Just the game they play. I actually look at it and say, don't insult my intelligence by this shit. You wanna just you wanna do something, just go and play. And I'm not saying it in the way that people say shut up and dribble. But I'm saying it on a 360 360 approach by looking at all the dynamics of sports. We know that you are controlled by billionaires and trillionaires. We know that if if your message gets in the way of a billionaire's bottom line, then you're not going to fucking be there. If your attitude or the way you talk gets in the way of a billionaire's bottom line, then you're going to be off the team no matter if you're a superstar, a.k.a. Antonio Brown. So what the hell are you feeding me all of this symbolism by a Black Lives Matter shirt? I saw a goddamn white person that had a unite us, Black Lives Matter, peace to all. What the hell are we really doing here? Doesn't it insult a person that understands about socioeconomics, understands about the dynamic of war inside of the races? That should insult the hell out of you. Yeah. Stop feeding me something and make me feel better. I am not a child. I understand the truth of the world. I understand what white supremacy is. I understand what racial disparity is. I understand what redlining is. In order for you to think you got to bring it to the NBA and make me look at it like, oh, wait a minute. They care. So I'm going to watch. I don't need that. I understand you're here for a specific purposes. Right. Like that person at Office Max makes $9 an hour to come in for eight hours and do what he got to do. Move some staples, do some paperwork. You make $9 million an hour to come in, practice, look at film, play the game, and make the money for the NBA bubble. I know what you do. You don't have to put the veil or the decadent veil over my head. Okay? Just do what you do because when the deal go down like the Rihanna Taylor has just went down and we really see that you ain't got no power, this message that you're doing don't mean shit. We're going to start to look at you like a hoe. And I'm just talking on some real. Because it's like if you had a Black Lives Matter, I'm going to protest for all. And then somebody came and smacked the shit out of one of your friends and killed the other one right near you. But you're still doing like this. Somebody from the outside is going to say, bro, your shirt don't mean shit. Don't mean a damn thing. And I don't believe you got heart. Because the only thing you can do is lay up this ball. You can't go to the Congress. You can't go to the Senate and request reform like a lobbyist would. You want to show me something... Be a lobbyist as an NBA player. I don't need you to appease me. I don't need 
to you to sell me a dream. Right. I already know you capitulated to the system. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but do what the hell you're here for, which is to play ball. Stop letting people use you in order to make their bottom lines. And that's what Adam Silver and all these owners have done to these NBA players with all this United, United we stand. Ain't no United we stand. We have never stood United in the history of the United States, in the history of America going back to 1492. Right. So what the hell you trying to make me think that's going to happen right now? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So people, LeBron James, Chris Paul, uh, Giannis is a foreigner. But everybody that's American player, you need to do what Kawhi Leonard did. He didn't put that on it. Because he understands Kawhi Leonard gained a lot of respect for me, even though I think he was trash in the playoffs a little bit. Yeah. He gained a lot of respect because you know what he said? What? He said, why the hell would I put a little symbol on the back of my jersey? My foundation does more for black people than this little symbol on the, my back could ever do. That's when you get my respect. Don't give me the words. Give me the actions. Right. Don't talk about it. Be about it. So I don't want to hear. I don't want to see no more Black Lives Matter shit. On somebody's jersey. I don't want to see Brianna Taylor name when you could have paid for the funeral. I don't want to see none of that shit no more. Okay, you sad. Say that. Okay, you mad. Say that. Right. But all of this symbolism, symbolism is nothing. Only thing that symbolism does is let me know that you're here for a cause and you're on the wrong side of the fucking cause because you're just capitulating to the system. And as soon as you say something that the NBA, a.k.a. master, don't want you to say, you out on your ass. You're going to end up like Delonte West looking for cans on the middle of the street. And that's a sad, sad story. It's a sad, sad story. But that's the reality that they need to understand that they're with, because if they don't understand that, they're just the, the a person that can think and 3D stereo instead of mono stereo is looking at them like you full of shit. Yeah, you are. And that's everything I just said at the end of the day means you full of shit. Well, I really don't have much to say on this one. Do you have anything left to say on this one? Because this is a little well, you know, I think I've I've emptied the clip out on this one. Yeah. But you know, I would say that it's sad, but it's more the same thing, and we became very. Um, uh, desensitized yeah. to situations dealing with this. I would say that um, you know it has to be justice, but there might be one little isolated incident of justice where a cop goes to jail. But in the big scheme of things, there will be no justice. I would say that we need the march, but what the fuck has marching ever done for any race, including the African American race? So what I would say is the best way that you can make this work is if you get in little groups, you take your people, your family, your friends, y'all get together and make y'all lives better by giving y'all selves resources, by being able to barter with each other and make sure that y'all have enough money where if you do go to court or you do have to go to jail, that you can bind your people out. Make sure that your tags and all that shit is registered. Make sure you understand what the law is because most of these cops don't understand the law. I know you think they do, but they don't. Right. And I have firsthand experience with that. Do that for yourselves and for your family. Don't worry about the whole world. Worry about your surroundings. And that's the way you can make your life a better place. And if we got groups of black people or groups of any other race that can say, I'm going to help myself and help my family, we all do that, then we can have progress. But all this goddamn symbolism, all this going and marching, all this goddamn rioting, and then they just collect the insurance money and start over again, that shit don't mean anything. Right. Because it never solved anything. Martin Luther King in his grave spitting right now. Puh. 
You trying to lighten them up? You trying to lighten them up? Yeah. I understand this is a a very divisive time with a lot of discussion about what or not the end result of this situation will be. But this, like I said, this is more the same. It's more the same. It's more the same. Mm -hmm. We've been dealing with this shit all year. Emotionally, you got mentally, you got to wonder if uh, black people, how much more death and tragedy and unjust actions are going to be put against us before you say, damn, I'm tired of this. We've been saying that shit for the past 70 years. You know how much, you want to know the real reason, Mm -hmm. real answer? As much as your ass is going to be alive. Because every year you're going to find something else. And the next year, so how many years you got left? You got 50? You got 40? Because that's how many you're going to have. And and that's sad, ain't it? You got to deal with your surroundings around you. You want to make yourself a better place? Start a nonprofit in your neighborhood. Get the little kids around there. Show them the better way. Make sure they're economically sound. Because the best way to, I know they say the best way to combat this is by marching. No. The best way to combat this is by making money having resources and manipulating and being able to stabilize but that also requires education you know right now as far as educational process it goes that's not exactly what I'm saying but like as far as emotionally and mentally it's almost like you're worn the fuck out from hearing this and I understand you gotta make your situation better for yourself but a lot of people need time to kind of like get themselves together I'm right where I need to be desensitized and on my purpose and that's you I mean that's you and you know what that makes me that makes me a person that's not going to stop because of emotionality. It's one thing to always feel the pain ah, every, every time somebody dies. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. But the downside of that is you stop moving every time you feel the emotional pain of a Breonna Taylor. What you need to understand is this is going to keep on happening. Right. You have it in the back of your mind or wherever you want to put it. Do what you need to do. To make your community Yeah but I understand that But I think a lot of people Aren't hardwired Like say well, you or I Or like anybody else That we know Aren't hardwired that way We know We're in a generation Of black people Who are probably more Emotionally erratic Probably now Than they've ever been before So this is going to take A little bit of a nudging A little emotionally bit Emotionally erratic You had in the 1940s And the 1950s It gets so bad That they made Not only one But two Civil Rights Acts in 1964 and 1968. You had the liberal movement. You had the Black Panthers Association. You had the Green Barrettes that was in uh, city of Chicago. Conservative I'm, vice lords. But they were more. But we were, we more, were more mundane. But now. we were more. No, we were more disciplined back then. Yeah. When we had those organizations, we're not disciplined the way we are now. This community, the society, the community we're in right now, we are nowhere near the discipline we were back then. Are you saying world. we're we're not disciplined like we was then? That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Tell me how. We're not disciplined. Look at what's going on right now. We, we like you just said before. If we have a protest, it always breaks up in riots. Are we right. going? Are we jumping down on it? Are we? Are we trying to stop this? No. Just earlier this week, we got a nigga walking around Dan Ryan on a fucking horse. I think he gonna get some time for that. He probably more likely is. Right. That ain't no discipline. That's acting the fucking fool. Right. We had a whole COVID outbreak, and guess what? Motherfuckers in a parking lot having a whole block club party. And then did you see the stuff that was on the news with the the big old block parties in the houses? And yeah. The- so like, there's no discipline amongst our community in the black community anymore. Right. We don't have that. Mm-hmm. We don't have no leadership. We have nothing. Yes. So for us, for that to happen, so that's what I say. And when you let emotions like that go out, nobody's gonna hold that in check. They gonna do what the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. So we have none of that. We have to be. I understand. We do need to do all that which you just said. I agree with that. Right. But it's gonna take a little bit of nudging in that direction to make that happen because we can't just let these motherfuckers do it on their own. Well, you know what? It damn sure ain't gonna be with death because how many people gotta die 
for you to understand that this ain't got nothing to do with marching. This ain't got nothing to do with protesting. This ain't got nothing to do with hell. No, we won't go. Mm. It's got everything to do with the fact that when you go outside, you might be in a poverty stricken neighborhood, which they take the resources away because of the Census Bureau. Mm. We need to understand what the politics of this shit is. And most people don't. I'm not going to say black people because like they say, black people only make up 13 to 14 percent of the population. This is the thing that people don't talk about. There is more Caucasians that's getting shot the hell up and doing the same thing. I'm not saying black. I'm not saying white. But as a whole, we don't know what the hell to do in these situations. So as my people, a.k.a. the black people, I'm telling you. You don't need to go out and protest. You damn sure don't need to go out and ride and get locked up because there's cameras everywhere in the city of Chicago. Right. And when they want to catch you, they will catch your black ass. Yeah, what look. you need to do is get with your homie, get with their family, and y'all tag team with y'all families and make sure the community that you live in, whether it's Roseman, West Pullman, where you where you grew up in. I grew up in Westside. Westside what? Westside, Cicero, Chicago. What, what community is that? I just call it what's that? Okay, Cicero in Chicago over there. Uh-huh. You need to make sure that that place is taken care of. When you do that, you do that by gaining resources, mm-hmm. getting the knowledge, having skilled trade so that you don't have to go up to the store to get your mechanic and he might be Mexican in a black neighborhood. You can have a person that has a skill in that to not have to outside with a plumber that might be a different race, but go inside of your community and be able to bring that in so the money can circulate seven days in instead of how it is in the black community, seven goddamn hours. Okay, that's what you need to start doing. You don't fight race wars with protests. You either fight it with violence or you fight it with money. Money is resources. So parlay, barter, get the trades you need, insulate your communities, and then come back and cut out all this goddamn symbolism shit with this pro sports shit. Because it don't mean a goddamn thing. They're going to shoot you and laugh. And get a cold or something. Get a cold. Get a cold and stay on that shit. That's why I said one of the most... And I've repeated this so many times on this podcast. Black people have to get on code. I don't give a fuck what it is, but get on fucking code. A lot of these so-called organizations ain't got your back, and they are lying Hell to no. you. And they've been lying to you for years because it ain't shit changed. NAACP. Nope. Uh, sorry to say this, the LGBT. Nope. Black Lives Matter organization as a whole. Nope. They're working pretty much with the Democratic Party. I don't give a fuck people find that's controversial. It's the truth. And the LGBT organization. Matter of fact, the Black Lives Matter has publicly said that one of our biggest motives is to break down the nuclear family. That means a man, a woman, a son, and a daughter. They want that shit eradicated. It was right there on their goddamn website. They had to take it down. It might still be up. But uh, maybe, uh, maybe four months ago, big controversy. They said that they were going to take it down. That's what their agenda was. They had it in black and white. It was on pen and digital yeah, ink. Because they, they were sending the wrong message. So what the hell am I supposed to think about these things? If you tell me that the one thing that makes black community strong, which is family, which is families coming together and having a community, mm-hmm. that is what you're against, but you're calling yourself Black Lives Matter and you're protesting for our good causes. That's like an outlier or a liberal that don't care about any type of structure protesting for our causes but he a person that is a drug dealer brings drugs into the community isn't married or isn't trying to partner up with somebody doesn't take care or she doesn't take care of her kids 
You're doing all this shit that messes up the community, right. but you're screaming Black Lives Matter. And you wonder why the OGs of these certain neighborhoods don't want Black Lives Matter protests going on in their neighborhoods because y'all only care about it when a police shooting happens. You got to be a fool to think that you need to have Black Lives Matter in when they specifically is trying to break up the black community while chanting Black Lives Matter. You a goddamn idiot. Well, I think we're there. Yes. I think I'm out of breath now. This has been another episode of the Brothers Podcast. I appreciate anyone and everyone that is tuned in with us. Listen, people, what we need you to do, uh, I could say go vote, but uh, yeah. That, we don't really know if that's going to do anything. That's good probably not going to do anything. Like I said, help your community. Get your resources in order in your own community. Mm-hmm. Don't give a damn about the U.S. politics. Give a damn about your community's right. politics, yes. okay? So... I'm Dante Chase Bridges. And I'm Steven City P. Watson. This has been another riveting episode of The Brothers. And on that note, I will see you next week, people. Me, like we, always, motherfucker. Oh, we will see you next That's, week, people. Wow. <laughs> I, don't, I no longer exist in The Brothers Podcast. It's like y'all know, apparently. No, 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 no. <laughs> but like I always say, man, this ain't peace. This is peace. Thank peace. You.